What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, the podcast that helps aspiring bosses go from nine to fives to seven-figure CEOs. I am your host, Asia Abstin, former bartender turned serial entrepreneur and coach to over 2,000 students. And I am on a mission to help you manifest your dream life, 10X your salary, and step into every room like you own the place. Each week, my guest and I will cover everything money, business, and mindset related to push you to be your absolute best self. You will also be getting financial literacy tips, game-changing perspectives, and passive income plays to impact your confidence and your bottom line. You'll learn how to work smarter, not harder, stop sleeping on your own potential, and climb the success ladder cocktail in hand. Are you ready? Let's get it. Three, two, one, yeah. Okay, get rich crew. I'm about to break the internet because Billie Jean is with me. The one, the only Billie Jean is marketing, advertising genius, 175,000 students around the world, eight figure nigga, that's my type. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, like, you're setting me up for success here. You're setting me up to thrive, and I appreciate that. Just in your bio, welcome, Billie Jean. I forgot I did have that in my bio. You know what I mean? I, I put it in my bio because I'm like, nobody else is going to, like, you know, in the entrepreneur space has the balls to actually do that. I'm like, look, I am I only have one motor, and that is on. Clearly. <laughs> and like, it's just, yeah, that's it, you know. I love that for you. I love that for me. You're setting me up for success. Welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you having me. Um, I'm excited. Like real, real recognized, real. And, and you're looking familiar. Um, yeah, and you're looking familiar. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, genuine conversation uh, that at the end of the day helps people while having fun in the process. I feel like so many people go on this entrepreneur journey and it gets so serious. And there are some serious things that happen. But like for me, the finish line isn't money. The the goal is fun, period. Like, and then for me, it goes fun and then helping people. Like, I'm going to even put it before helping people because if I ain't having fun, honestly, fuck everybody. Right. I'm ready to go. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. Like, you know what I mean? And, I so. like that. I support that 100%. That's how I knew you'd be a great match for Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. And I was just going to bully you until you said yes. So, you know. Well, it happened. It worked right nope. out. So for the people who don't know you, I don't know how that's possible because your ads have been seen over a billion times. Can you give us a quick intro into who is Billie Jean? Yeah, I'm, uh, honestly, I'm just a guy who's um, somewhat decent at selling shit online, like using using Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I create videos that sell shit like mm -hmm. that is my core in from mastering that skill, I've learned how to grow small businesses because my background is agency. So agency side, I had the pleasure of working with a lot of franchises, Orange Theory Fitness, Massage Envy, did some shit for like Dave and Buster's, for Kia, for, I don't know, just franchise. Anybody who needs people to put butts in seats, they hired me. And especially in like the, when Facebook was first on the come up, when people didn't think it worked. That's when I really killed it. And I was there 
when they first released like Facebook newsfeed ads, which is what everybody sees now with their sponsored stories. But I was like in there in the beginning of like, oh, you can do this now. And then when they added video to it, I was like, oh, this is my shit. So I just fucking put my head down and, and that's how I grew. Insane. So brick and mortar businesses was your specialty? Yep, 100%. Brick okay. and mortar, local legion, anything with a membership site, like physical, okay. you know? So like even with that Orange Theory Fitness, it was like core power yoga, um, title boxing, like anybody who needed a member there and then had some kind of recurring on the back end, that ended up being our sweet spot. But I mean, I started in e-com. So I was selling like wetsuits and bicycles online probably a decade plus ago. So I learned about this whole advertising game. I just haven't looked back. Mm. And then that turned into, well, Billy, how are you getting these results for people? Mm -hmm. Can you teach me? So I got into education after being very successful at what I did. And I was like, all right, I'll show you guys. And then I did my first webinar with my guy, Michael Koo. Shout out to him. And we did 83,000 bucks on that first webinar. And I, was I like, love okay. a webinar. Listen, Man. wait. We are, number one, love a webinar, but number two, we are going to get into teaching because I need to know how you have amassed this entire empire of almost 200,000 people all around the world learning the same yeah. thing. So we're going to get into that. Hold on. Hold okay, on. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I got so many yeah, I know, I know, I know. I get excited about teaching too. Just the word webinar just thrills me. Um, We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to start with something a little interesting. Because doing my research about oh, you, God. starting oh, on your God. website. This is, when somebody says they want to talk about something interesting, I'm like, oh, shit. I can't. Mm, I, I, okay. Oof, so what's about that? to frame this, do you want to win an Oscar or an Emmy or like what is your goal? Because the web series that I just watched, the seven part oh. docu recreation series was in. Saying, okay, guys, you guys haven't seen this. I'm going to link it for you in the show notes. But Billy just walked us through a 30-minute, I don't even, what do you even call that? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't know if we know. Was a dramatic me, reenactment? <laughs> you, you know, but it was a lot of fiction, too, based on some, you know. Real uh, Nonfiction things that happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, basically four of us, me, uh, shout out to Paul, Kay, and Johnny. And um, I was just like thinking about content to create. And I felt like in entrepreneurship, everything you see always talks about the destination. It always talks about how, you know, you can get rich, make money, et cetera. But there's this very dark side to it. Every single time I've ever talked with an entrepreneur behind closed doors, like if you and I were talking, it wasn't live right now. I'm sure within the first five minutes, we would probably talk about a fuck up or a failure. Absolutely. You know, like what, what we need help with some kind of thing. Um, and then the consequences of those. And I was like, there's no content out there that illustrates the, the dark side of all this shit. So I wanted to make something really dark and I love the show euphoria. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's go there. Let's talk about all of the things that are uncomfortable. And I was, I was, uh, there was like 10 of us on, um, Tony Robbins, uh, little resort shit in Fiji. And he was talking about how his content, you know, really changes people's lives. And like a lot of my ads have been seen and they get people to start taking action on their life. But I'm like, I want to create something where somebody watches and they cry or they have an emotion to it. They relate to something that actually helps somebody pull through. And that's kind of where the series came from. As I was like, let's go deeper. You know, well, let's, you definitely let's, let's, did. Go, let's take a layer off. And yeah, yeah. I was like, let's talk about all the dark things. And 
you know, called up, you know, Cardone. I said, I need you to feature in this. Called up Damon John. So I need you to feature in this. Called up Jason Lee. Was like, hey, I need you to feature in this. And um, you know, we'll we'll probably continue that that series in uh, 2023. Oh, we're um, going to get more. So, okay. Well, let me frame it for the people because they may not have seen it. So is it six parts or was it seven parts? Seven. Yeah, seven parts. Seven. Okay. So there's seven mini videos that play when you log on to Billy's website, taking you through this journey of a super rich guy who has clearly lost it all. His house is getting repoed. His car is getting repoed. He's contemplating suicide, but he turns to his daughter and realizes, you know, I, I can't leave her. Loses it all. Starts over, goes back to his parents' house, has to steal and pawn a watch in order to make enough money to get in front of uh, a business mentor he wants to work with. Uses the pawn shop money to buy a billboard to get five minutes of time in front of Shark Tank's Damon John, gets the five minutes and tells him, I will make you more money than you've ever seen in your life. Just give me six months to do it. Does it. And that is how we basically get to Billie Jean. And I was first, first of all, I love how you actually watched it. That makes oh, me happy that you watched you it. Mean? Like you like you knew it. I'm like, okay. I appreciate it. I, <laughs> I love was it. so Thank blown. You. I was like, is this true? Is this re- is this what really happened? How much was fact and how much was fiction? Yeah, so and you guys, it's just on our website. So if you go to BillieJeansMarketing.com, I didn't want anything traditional, right? Like I could have my accolades. I was like, no, I just want it to be weird. Like if you go there, all you see are stars and you can click these stars and it brings you through space, you know, and time and thinking, some weird shit. Um, but how much was true? So yeah. I ended up on my entrepreneur journey, moving back in with my parents, probably about three or four different times. Oh, wow. You know, like you, th- you think you think you got it and then something happens and then... um. I didn't, right? I think I thought I had a mobile oil change company. I lived at my buddy Ryan's house with his mother, um, lived with my cousin for a little bit. It, it fell through. My car got towed. I moved back in with my parents. Uh, after that, I, I, I don't know. I, I moved I moved out a couple of times, right? Because you always come to that moment, you close one deal and you're like, fuck your parents, I got this. Right. And I would never say that to my parents, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. I was thinking. Um, so that part was real. Um, my car did get towed. But it wasn't my Lamborghini. It oh. was my Honda Accord. Well, And um, it had... It had all my stuff in there. Um, I did. Uh, I never fired my team. I've, okay. I've never had to had to do that. So that you know, thank God. Uh, but at the same time, there were real thoughts, right? I remember when COVID did happen. You know, this is actually good for everybody. When COVID happened, over the last decade, I've been able to pull up a, a pretty cool Rolodex of business leaders. So when COVID happened and started, I called a bunch of them and I said, "Hey, in the past, when things like this have happened, how should I prepare?" Mm-hmm. You know, in a good way, in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them said, well, make your list right now of who you're going to let go first. And it was the most uncomfortable position for me because, I mean, I ride or die for my team, for my squad. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I ain't doing that shit. Like, you know, if we go down this ship, we're going to go down together. I'm right. going to be broke as fuck too. Like, we're going we gonna, to we gonna go down. Um, but it was like... They were almost objective about it because they had been there before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy matter shit, I have fact. to make this list. Now, luckily, matter of fact, right. And, you know, luckily, COVID ended up being one of our best years ever. And I don't even like saying that out loud because it was so horrible for the other people. But it was. And, you know, so I, I, I'm like, that's where that part of the chapters kind of came through. Are these really dark conversations of like, oh, this is real. So then when we had to like actually do it, you know, Stephanie on my team at the time was actually pregnant. 
Oh. Right. And so we just turned it into this, like, okay, let's live out our worst fear mm. and let's, let's feel it, you know? And then, you know, choosing the music was so important because it, you know, it creates it's a whole vibe in that scene. Um, is at the tone. The thing that was not true that did not happen is I never stole my dad's watch <laughs> and pawned it. <laughs> that part, so I'm like, I got, I got, a, I got a traditional black dad. You steal his, are you, are you, are you wouldn't catch me breathing right now. You right. think I'd be alive? That's tell what the story. I was thinking. That's I stole why I was his watch. So if that actually happened. Okay. That part didn't guys. Yeah. And I got pushback on it too. Like my team's like, if yeah, they're like, if you do this, going to think you actually stole. I'm like, nah, I never stole anything. Okay, yeah. very good. I had to ask about that. I'm going to link that in the show notes for you guys. We could spend this entire hour talking about that docuseries because <laughs> it was so dramatic and so good and very California Thank you. of you. Only a California person <laughs> would ever create something like that. <laughs> like, I, laughed, I guess it is I pretty tried. California when you think about it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. It was all over the place. You guys have to go watch it, but we got to talk about the money. I can't have you on my show and not learn. So I need, by the way, I love the name of your podcast. Thank you. Get rich or get drunk trying. I mean, it's the only way to live, right? I love it. I love it. We need a cocktail and we need to make the money. So I want to know, okay, digital marketing. I like to run my teeny tiny business. Like the big dogs do it. What are the small businesses not doing in digital marketing that, the big guys know, like, how can we do those things on a smaller scale? How can we make money like the big dogs, even though we're the little guys? Yeah, it's a good question. So I, I think the um, one I still consider, like, you know, big dogs is relative, right? So I still consider myself a student that I have a lot to learn, a lot more money to be made. And I'm excited to be on that journey. But I will tell you, you know, success leaves clues, right? Classic quote. But I want to be more specific with everyone, which is learn how to read a financial statement. So Take like, you know, when people hear the stock market, well, look, if you grew up in a household where there wasn't money and most people made average income, nobody ever taught you what the, yeah, yeah. Nobody taught you what the stock market was. First time I ever heard about it was like in college and people were already invested. I was like, what the hell is this? Right. But anyways, you know, in the stock market, you have some of the most successful companies, period. And what they're required to do by law, this is long story short, is every single quarter, print out a report of exactly everything that's going on in their business, the financials. You can actually see everything they're doing, what they're spending money on, what they lost money on, which department is the most profitable, et cetera. It's like the biggest clue out there, like success leaves clue that nobody pays attention to. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Most small businesses don't pay attention to. to. Correct. Correct. And so if you look at like, take, you know, a massive company like Walmart, cause everybody can relate to that. Um, I think Walmart, this is ballpark. I think Walmart does about like a, a half a trillion dollars in sales every year, like $500 billion. And the part that people miss and don't pay attention to is the fact that they will spend $5 million on advertising or 5 billion, excuse me, $5 billion on advertising. And when you get into a small business, the mentality is, Oh, I'm just going to rely on referrals. How? Hey, it's just word of mouth, et cetera. And that's the downside. It's because when you are relying on referrals and, and your network is 
the only people that hear about you is your network. Mm -hmm. But to grow the math, you need strangers to know about you. Mm -hmm. A stranger has to know about you for your business to grow because they can't make a buying decision yet. How do you get strangers to know about you is you advertise. You put yourself out there. And the misconception is that you'll hear most small businesses say is great for you to say, Billy, but I don't have the money to advertise. But the truth is it's never been more affordable. You can really spend $10 on TikTok, Facebook, and I'll give a very, I'm going to dumb this down and simplify it um, for everybody. But let's just say you spend 10 bucks on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, choose your poison. Mm -hmm. And let's say you spend 10 bucks and a thousand people see that message, Mm -hmm. whether it be an image, a video story, whatever the hell it is. Well, if one out of a thousand people buys something for 20 bucks, did it cost you money or did you make money? And that's the kind of reprogramming that I want everybody to have is advertising is not expensive. What's expensive is advertising and not making any sales. Exactly. Right? Like not actually getting a return on your investment. And then, so let's just take that example. If we spend 10 bucks, but then the same day we make 20 uh-huh. and then we take the $10 and we put it back. All of a sudden, I just went from a $10 a day budget to a $300 a month budget, but none of it really had to be my own money. I just kept leveraging the money that I was bringing in from my sales. So that cycle is really, really important. So for example, with me, I started off small like that. Shit, I I got a couple bucks. Let me put it in here. And that, you know, changes from, you know, your 10 bucks to a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks to 10,000 bucks to blank whatever thousand bucks a day. And, um, at the same time, it builds your brand because now people are seeing you. And the cool thing is, is when you are controlling the advertising, you get to control the narrative around you. When you're a small business, you don't have all these blogs and shit talking about you. So the only thing that people know about you is what you put out there. You get to make your own narrative, your own story, your own hero journey and put it out there. So that's what I've been done for the last 10 years is I've been creating and manufacturing my brand. And I said, you know, Nobody is owning this marketing domain, but yet it's a part of life and business forever. And so as Gordon Ramsay is to cooking, my goal was to be Billy Jean is to marketing. So anytime there's a marketing event, you need someone to speak. Well, who's the marketing (laughs) right here? So it's default, right? It's like you get to get to play in a land by myself like that. No one's really trying to do. And then you happen to do that while entrepreneurship has been increasing in popularity, you know, is a little bit of the right time, you know, right place, right time too. So here we are. I think that that is so smart. Uh, Get Rich Crew, the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from that is you need strangers to grow your business, period. And that is so relevant in so many ways as I teach people and they're like, well, my family doesn't support me or my friends don't want to buy from me. Who fucking cares? Great. They're not your target audience. <laughs> Perfect. I don't Wait, hold on. There's more to that. Can I yes, chime in please. on that? Because that's such a good point. Is your friends and family will be the last people to come last. on board most of the time. And at first, in the beginning, that used to really hurt my feelings and make me upset. Mm. But then at the end of the day, as you grow, and we have a core value in my company, which is everything is my fault. It's like my friends and family in the beginning shouldn't have believed I was being successful because the version of me that they saw was partying, distracted, unsuccessful, lazy, like, you know, fucking 2.8 student. So excuse, how am I going to get mad at them for seeing me as who I was to them? 
So when you're looking for them for validation about who you want to be, even though you've only shown them one version of you, how arrogant are you? How unaware are you? And I think that's a lesson that I had to teach myself. And so, you know, I think it took my mom a long time to really realize, oh, shit. My son's kind of that nigga in some <laughs> Took her a minute, you know? Like, but that I think, was your I think, fault. I think, um, but that was your fault because that was you hadn't my shown fault. her Correct. that you mm-hmm. were. The receipts weren't there. So how can you have that expectation on people who have known you since before you knew yourself? And so once I grew that, I was able to release a lot of resentment and anger towards that. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like my parents really came around when like, so we rent out the San Diego Padre Stadium for um, our graduation ceremony. Yeah, we, we, we so we do that. And then I think like that's kind of when it hit her, when it's like we're in the Padre Stadium and fucking I'm on Just for me. And we're like doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it took, it took her a minute, it took her a yeah. minute, you know. But I think that that's fair. And I think just that message of uh, stop worrying about your local community, your local, you know, network of people trying to work with you and buy from you. Strangers will grow your business 100x faster than anybody else. And it is cheaper than ever to get in front of them. So there's just no excuse. Oh, I like how you said that. It's cheaper forever to get in front of them. But in addition to that, um, I want everybody to think about your business um, as infinite and not getting woo-woo here or anything, but I want to give you a different perspective of, you know, 24 seven or, you know, 24 hours in a day. And most people operate on a local level challenge with that is you stay in your time zone. You lose a lot of money. So here I am in San Diego, California. If I'm only operating nine to five in San Diego, then I miss those extra three hours on the East coast early, but then even smaller than, or bigger than that. Most people only stay within their country, Mm -hmm. but it's a global marketplace. So for example, London's eight hours ahead of us. So with that eight hour gap, think about it. When you are working for your eight hours a day, the second that you go to sleep, light should be turning on in London. And now you just won back the clock. So most people are trying to, you know, generate a full-time income using a fucking third of the day. You're not using it. So you, you, you need to look at the full map and realize that going back with the cost that you were saying, it's so inexpensive to hire people, um, especially in different countries. If you go in California, for example, where I'm at, um, if you want to pay someone and bring someone on salary, you have to pay them double the minimum wage, which coming up to the top of the year, that's going to be like $63,000 or something like that mm-hmm. just to pay an employee and legally have them in California versus, you know, hire somebody in the Philippines who, by the way, is going to be a way more diligent, consistent. And <laughs> like, that's where my staff Everything is, is going to be better. That's where my staff is hundred percent like yeah i can't afford to hire yet. And, i ain't got it you don't and yeah exactly i mean you, but you're nailing it like it's like there's so so from a cost standpoint you should be thinking internationally and also you just think about every single here's the i'll give you the secret for everyone listening Ooh. to making money and it, and it is this simple wait let it's me get easy, closer let me simple. lean in because i need this yeah come on come on come on in i'll, I'll lean into the secret is to every second of the day to be asking somebody to buy your shit. You know, the, one of my favorite quotes ever is the amount of money that you make is directly correlated with the amount of offers that you make. Mm -hmm. So everybody listening right now, I want you to have an honest moment with yourself and say, Hey, if you're, if you're like mad at your money, you know, let's take yesterday, right? Yesterday. Hey, how much money did you make? Okay, cool. And then my question I would ask you right after that, well, how many people did you ask to buy yesterday? How much money did you make last month? Okay. How many people did you ask to buy last month? And what happens is 
most small business owners have their 90-10 flipped upside down. And what I mean is 90-10 referring to how you're allocating your time. Most small business owners are allocating 90% of their time to like logo design, fulfillment, you know, shipping, tracking. Shenanigans. Um, you know, uh, shenanigans. 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 Yes, shenanigans. When 90% of your time should be asking for money. Yes. Or asking people to buy your stuff, which generates money. And it's that simple flip. Now, the reason why I'm bringing it full circle, why I love advertising in particular, is because even while I'm sitting here with you, having fun, talking our shit, simultaneously, there is a video of Billy playing that's asking people to buy my shit. And also, that video was playing in a whole bunch of different countries right now. So I'm I'm hitting the clock and I'm hitting my offers, and then people go, "Well, how much is that costing you?" Well, remember, if I made more money than I spent, it's not. Then it doesn't matter how much it costs. Bringing me, correct. Oh. That's the game. That right there. If someone can just take that and do that, you will be good. You will. You have a strong, profitable business. Oh, that is so golden. Get rich, crew. I hope you are leaning into that information. Mm-hmm. And just that breakdown was so beautiful. I am in e-commerce. I teach drop shipping exactly for that reason. I refuse to not be eligible to make money because I'm in a service business and I'm closed. There is no close. We are open all the time and ads um, just amplify that message to the global market. Genius, genius, genius. And that's why this is genius (laughs) marketing and Billy Jean and all the shits in alignment and all the alliteration is there for a reason. (laughs) I think we need a cocktail on that one. Now I'm actually scared to ask you this because you have been juicing for like 7,000 huh. weeks. No. Okay, so I had a gap. So I'll tell you exactly where I'm at. Well, well the question so, is, what is the get okay. drunk cocktail of the week? But do not say green juice because you've been juicing for 76 days. So no, no, no. Okay. First of all, not 76. All right. So I definitely have a drink of choice and I will, I will give you yes. both of those. Okay, that's what I want. All right. So first off is November, I did... All liquids. I I moved to this house in La Jolla and I just mentally wanted to like get clarity because I was just like, I just wanted to do something. There's a lot of reasons for it. But anyways, I did it. So I went 27 days, not a single bite of food, all liquid. Right. And then I went to London for a speaking gig. So I wanted to transition back. So I have energy on stage, et cetera. And then like, I turned the fuck up in, in London. We came back. It was like the end of the company party week. And so it's honestly, the last two or three weeks have been absolute mayhem. Um, in a party so you made I've been, up I've been very all ignorant. of the liquid diet. You, you yeah, made exactly. up for it. Okay. So then today you ask about drinking and I laugh because me and Paul are head of media here. It's like, we started 75 hard again today. So like, I'm like, shit, like, oh, my drink. Now my drink of choice when I am drinking yes. is Jameson and ginger and a Jack and Coke. I'm, bas- I'm a basic. classic man. I'm a classic man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a classic clown. I'm just a basic bitch. Like I don't, I, I don't yeah, it's just, I, I like to keep it simple. I, I, I don't do anything fancy. Got it. You know, I'm like, I'm still the guy who was social chair of my fraternity. That is totally okay. Taking a swig of $2 vodka. I'm, I'm just, I wear, I'm, I'm wearing a black t-shirt right now that cost me $7. Like I'm, I move, it. I move like a homeless crackhead. Like, and that's, that's okay because the, eight fig- the check is still there. So it is all Jack is still there. Okay. You I would, know. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, a, an eight an eight figure crackhead that's uh that's that has a couple Lambos and Sprinters and shit. And that's what really matters, folks. It ain't about the drink <laughs> order. And you know, I bartended for like ten years. So the fact that you want a Jack oh, and did Coke you? Where at? Everywhere. So I live in Miami. 
So anywhere that the ballers were, I was. So all of the restaurants. Oh, how many cra- how many crazy stories do you have? Well, I have a podcast. So let's say that. <laughs> I literally own a podcast so I can talk about all the crazy stories in my 10 years of bartending. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have to go back some episodes because I can only imagine. I feel like, yeah, yeah, Miami in the cut, bartender. Sheesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. A time was yeah. had, I will say. A time, a time was, was had. had. So we appreciate you having a simple drink. You got it, guys. We're not ordering no shenanigans, and we can still be eight-figure niggas. Like, let's, let's get it. Hey, why'd you transition out? We're going to dive back into this episode in just a second. But first, I have to invite you to a very special event. I've talked about my success story as a dropshipper so many times on this podcast, and I'm ready to share more of the game with you. So I'm hosting a free e-commerce masterclass teaching you how to launch and grow an online business without ever buying inventory. And yes, you are invited to attend. Visit freedropshippingtraining.com to register to attend. I cannot wait to see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. Um, COVID transitioned me out. Mm. I didn't leave. It left me. Like, I didn't have wow. a choice when the pandemic happened. And the number one thing to go is hospitality, nightclubs, and, and strip clubs. They all shut down. So I had this little side hustle as a drop shipper, and I turned that into a big hustle. And here we are. Wow. Good job. Well, thank Dope. you. And you now know what's funny is because you, uh, you're, you're dropping that and you're bringing it up so effortlessly. But the truth is that was probably the exact opposite of effortless. Like that's really hard. <laughs> it's scary when you get cut out from your leg. Like you have your jam. You probably, especially doing it for a decade, you got the clientele, you know, all the people you got, you're running the shit. And then that gets taken away from you by literally God's work. Yep. God literally just said, here, hold on a second. I'm, yep. I'm going to pull this from you. Correct. And then, and that just goes to show winners win. Good job. Amen. I'll take that, especially from you. That's a massive compliment. But the rent was due. So I didn't have all that time to start like the rent was due. Kicking yeah, was myself blessing, when I was, was down. Due. Yep. The first was coming real fast. So I had to figure it out. And I love to share that message with other people and get people smarter than me to share their version of the rug being kicked from underneath them because somebody needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're it doing it. a lot. I love y'all. Get rich. I appreciate crew. you. Okay. Next, I got another question for you. So in researching you and like being obsessed with what you do, my biggest takeaway as an entrepreneur is that forget the the marketing. Well, that's the wrong way to say it, but like forget ads. We'll say that for a second. Forget ads. What I'm obsessed with that you do is the positioning, like the way Mm. that you message things and make people feel like, how dare did they not have this information before? Like, mm. if I just saw one ad from you, I feel like, where has this been my entire life? How do you do that? <laughs> Wait, that makes me happy to hear because we really try and do that. Well, you're doing you know? it. And I don't even need uh, the information because I already, like, know a lot of the things. Appreciate you. So I imagine to a person who's seeing your content, your ads for the first time, how are they feeling like their entire college diploma or college degree was a waste of time i should have been in this 16 week boot camp what is the messaging how are you doing this how can i do this for my people yeah that's a good question um i think the first step is when i'm creating is to realize that you can't ever change anybody's mind and what i mean by that in in a traditional sense so 
look at politics, right? When, when politics, when it, when it comes to time to vote in a new president, everybody's got an opinion. Everyone's shouting at each other. People are putting out their zingers and their memes, et cetera. But you know, you, you never, ever see is anybody go, you know what? I was a Democrat before, but that guy posted that one thing and now I'm a fucking Republican. Or, you know what? That was a really powerful video. It just doesn't like, like it's yelling at people is it's not, it's not a thing. Or just think about, you know, on a, you know, anecdotal level for yourself. Like if you've ever argued with this significant other, no one's ever successfully changed the other person's mind by yelling at them. Matter of fact, it makes people more defensive and usually inflames the whole argument in the first place. So it's kind of like you take a step back and you go, how does someone's mind change? How does someone's life change? And the only word that I've seen do it on a consistent basis is through an experience, Ooh, right? Really? Like, let's talk about like racism. It's like, yeah, you know, let's say I'm like an old white dude and I'm super racist. The only thing that may make you non-racist is you befriended like a black person who changed your life in a good way. Or your granddaughter had sex with a nigga and now you got a mixed kid and you fell in love with them anyway. Oh, right? Well. Like, you need an experience. <laughs> yeah, you, you need an experience. Like, and so when I'm creating and I'm trying to persuade, you know, someone to buy something from my ad, I start with what experience can I give them right now? And it's limited in video or it's limited in advertising because I'm not there with you physically, mm -hmm. but it's like, what can I show somebody that's going to make them have a moment? And the people who, who actually do this best are uh, trade show salespeople. So for example, if anybody's ever been to a trade show or a fair, you know, you see like the motherfucker who sells you a jacuzzi or a yeah. massage chair yeah. or cooking equipment. And you had and no intention of buying a jacuzzi that, that day. Not one. You live but in a one-bedroom like, apartment, hey, but now you have a jacuzzi. <laughs> you can't accept. Cut. And they get you with the experience, right? Or the massage chair. It's like you're walking by. You've been walking all day. They're like, sit down, sit down, sit down. Have a seat. Blah, blah, blah. And like you sit down and they turn it on. You're like, oh, listen, I'm not. This is not my thing. And then they put you in like gravity zero mode. And now all of a sudden you, you lean back and you're there. And then 20 minutes go by and you're like, holy shit. And so you're like, you know what? This would be really nice. But I really wasn't prepared to buy this financially. And they're like, I know. But if there was a way to bring this home and it costs you zero money out of pocket, would you do it? And you're like, well, zero money out of pocket. How does that work? Well, we can make your first payment in 60 days from now. And then, you know, we can make your payments as low as, you know, 45 bucks. Like, would you be interested? And they're like, well, fuck it. Now you walk home with a massage chair. Or, you know, the other one is like, they're the best ones are the ones who are really good at like using cooking utensils and they have like knives, right? Like a cut code knife and they just slice it and dice it and they do all the tools, et cetera. So long story short. Everybody, when you're creating your ads or your message or just posting social content, you have to ask yourself, what can you demonstrate to create an experience for people? So for example, one of my best performing ads, right? Because my whole thing is to get people to think about money and I need them to come to the aha moment that holy shit, I need to make money. And also I need to make money right now. I need to do something right now. And then I give them a solution, which is learning this game of advertising. So instead of being like, hey, what's up? My name is Billy. I've been in marketing for 30 years. Boring, boring. Intro myself. Nobody gives a fuck because they're strangers. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me teach you about marketing. Doesn't even sound sexy. Good. I come out and my first, our best performing ad is I'll bring out a prop. So I get like a money counter, you know, like the bill collectors, you get all the money, put it in. So I, I grab a bill collector, get it from Staples down the street for like a couple hundred bucks. I put it on the table. I have somebody run to the bank, grab like 10,000 bucks or 5,000. I don't know what the fuck it was. A whole bunch of, you know, cash. 
and then we go ahead and we put it in the bill collector. Now, that's something unique that you don't see that often is like the actual money being counted. So it's interesting. People are curious, et cetera. I put it in. And then I put in, I think the exact amount was like 3,400 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I go 3,400 bucks. And I grabbed the money and I put it close to the camera. And remember how earlier you were like, you leaned into the camera and you actually came closer. Mm-hmm. It's engaging. People pay attention more. It literally, you mock like what happens in real life. If I saw you right now, I was like, Hey, come here for a second. I whispered, it'd be like more intriguing. Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Right? So I come up and I say, I bring up the money, I go right to the camera and I say, hey, 3,400 bucks. This is how much the average American makes and watch how fast I spend it. Now I'm saying watch. I'm not talking to you anymore. Right. You're telling me what to do. I'm watching. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on over. And I bring the camera with me. Camera's a person. Don't do stationary camera. Come on in with me. Camera comes in. And then I have flashcards because people sometimes are watching videos on silent so you can have the actual readable version with it. And then I have every bill that they experience on a daily basis or a monthly basis. You know, hey, your car, 500 bucks. I take the hundreds, pay. Your house, rent, this, insurance. And I go through like every school, and then I go, and that's just the stuff to survive. That's not even to enjoy your life. And then I go, what about this? And I'm throwing the money out. I'm throwing the money out. And you have this experience of like, Fuck. Yeah. Is that's my life. To my soul. That's my life. And then at the end, I think I have like 200 bucks in my hand. And I go, 200 bucks. This is not even enough money to cover an emergency. No. Nope. How are you supposed to get ahead in this? And and what you do at the same time is in, in any ad, you know, you always create some sort of villain. And so kind of the villains, like everybody hates the government right now. Right. So it's like, you know, look what the government's doing. How does America expect you to survive off of this or, you know, whatever it may be? Unless you're going global, then you change the words a little bit. Um, but so that was, that was the process. And the ad, you know, just fucking crushed it. it I can see it. why. And, and yeah, and I put music in it, too, which has like a heartbeat in it because that, you know, always breeds intensity. And like, you know, so when you put it all together, you have this moment where everybody goes, fuck, I need to do something. So then my call to action after that is, hey, if you want to learn how to play offense, click the button below and I'll send you a short video of how I use simple ads like this to make a living. So when I come into an ad, it's what can I demonstrate? How can we create an experience that's actually, you know, fun to watch, you know, and and interesting and entertaining and it grabs you. And that's a masterclass. (laughs) The word you're looking for is a masterclass. Like, I I don't even know how to follow that up. I got blown away because that just made so much sense that it's a demonstration. It's triggering. You're agitating the problem. Yeah. You haven't even told them what the Bring solution the camera is. With you. You, didn't, you didn't even no. introduce and th- the that's, solution. Oh, I'm so. And that's what people forget is it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, so for example, let's just say you and I were sitting here together and all of a sudden the fucking room comes on fire. And then somebody comes over to us and is like, hey, let me get you out of here. You know what? Neither one of us is asking. How? Well, how are you going to do that, sir? What is the what's the way? Are you going to what's this? What, what equipment do you have while it's burning? We're like, give me the fuck. What, what do we do? Where do I go? Take a let like we right. don't care. We don't care. And I think that's where people need to be more objective of like. Your, your solution isn't the, whatever you're, like your solution working. That's supposed to happen. Right. If you're selling something, it's supposed to work. Like right. that's the thing. And so um, that's kind of what I sell is like, I agitate the problem. And then, you know, I, I give them an effort list and a 
a solution that doesn't feel like a lot of resistance. That's the game. Did he didn't even introduce the solution in the like. <laughs> I need to lie down because I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> like I don't know where my brain uh, is like blowing up right now because I've uh, never thought of that. And I know my audience has never thought of that. We're so focused on mm. the method and, oh, this is a course or this is a mentorship or this is a product. We didn't even get that far. The Show the person right. that the room that they're in is on fire and show yep. them that you can get them out. Period. Correct. Brilliant. See, guys, like this is why we're doing this because I'm just I'm blown. I'm wow. I'm going to try to gather myself because I have so many other questions. But <laughs> like that is massive. I still want to hear Miami stories. And Me and Paul listen, trying to figure out. <laughs> and you will. And we're don't you worry. We can talk about that all day. But this is about to make some people some money. So I have to get into must. M-U-S-T. Mm. I saw a video of you teaching this. I have never heard this acronym before in my entire life. I don't even want to start with TP. I want to start with must. What does <laughs> I must? Love, I, I love how you did your homework, right? What do you um, mean? I'm obsessed. You know, massive. <laughs> like, so, so, so acronyms, right? Like, I want to kind of talk about that. It's, um, you know, my buddy Frank Kern is really, really good at these. And um, I feel like. Give first me his number so I can put him on the podcast next. FYI. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, but an acronym for some reason when you're learn like, so I think the biggest thing is like whenever you're selling something, you know, a big part of that is education. And everybody's got to remember is like, no matter how smart somebody is, when they're learning something new, we all go back to being a little five-year-old, mm -hmm. right? Like I got my six-year-old daughter, baby. And like the way that I explain things to her is very similar to how I explain to attorneys, doctors, some really intelligent people, a boardroom full of et cetera. And so it really comes down to like, simple blocks, right? Or acronyms or, you know, anything that helps people remember things. But also too, the second that you introduce an acronym, an acronym, an acronym, it usually gives you like some sort of positioning already because you feel like you're teaching someone new and they're like, oh shit, acronym, that's good. I've never heard that before. Da, da, da. And it's like, oh, we just make up an acronym, right? Yeah. Like anything. And so um, I forget the video you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure I was talking about the- uh, Massive problem. You know, Massive opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Problem Unique solution, solution massive opportunity. starving market and timing. Yeah. So the so the massive opportunity, it's like when you're selling something, one of the hardest things to sell is the fact that not that it just works for you, but that it can work for them. Mm. Most people, let's say you're 40 years old, which is like my demographic. Um, you know, most of our ads go to like 30 to like 55 years old, somewhere in the range. And most people if they've lived a life where they failed mostly and you're 40 years old, that means you have 40 years of failure attached to you. Mm. So even though you may see the two of us and we have success in something, you can listen and there's a part of you, even though you want to believe, you just can't, right? Like you're like, yeah, but for me, da da da, my life, my kids, and it's natural and it's okay. So when there's a when there's a massive opportunity. I like to present it in such a way where it feels like regardless of the individual, you can still make this happen. So it relieves some of the pressure of someone having to be super smart. So for example, one massive opportunity is to become an open heart surgeon. 
but that's gonna be like fuck like who someone's like how, how the fuck can i do that i'm i know i'm like i didn't I even do that pass math class or algebra right so yeah how do you create a massive opportunity that seems so ridiculous there and i'll, I'll give you a company that did it right like uber mm-hmm. lyft like they gave such a massive opportunity. It was like, hey, you just press the button, just go pick somebody up in the fucking car, and it, it can't fail. It's right? dummy proof. So not only is it a, it's yeah, it's exactly, it's not a massive opportunity, but it feels so simple that anybody can do it, right? And there, there's repeatability in it. Um, and then um, the you and the must, right? Which is what was the understanding? Uh, unique solution. Of my own shit. What, which one it's was okay. it? Okay, Uni- don't worry, oh, yeah, I memorized solution. it. Unique yeah. solution. I was like, yeah, yeah somewhere. Uh, I, we should just hang out because anything I forget something. Um, so the unique solution, it's like the amount of money you make will always be directly correlated with how in demand and how unique your solution is. So the example that I gave all the time is let's say that your skill set is cleaning houses. Okay, that's great. But at the end of the day, a lot of people can clean houses. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you don't get paid a lot for it. Now let's take somebody like LeBron James. Like them or hate them, love them, whatever. No one else in the world can dribble a fucking ball like LeBron James and dunk like LeBron James and block like LeBron James. But also, because some people are like, well, yeah, some people can. Also, put butts in seats. Right. Like LeBron James can sell merchandise like LeBron James can sell shoes like LeBron James can, which is why LeBron James gets a LeBron James contract. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make more money, you have to do a self audit and you have to answer this question. What unique problems can you solve? Period. What unique problems can you solve? And if you're like, well, I don't really know, or you don't sure it's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up, but realize that the next few years of your life are going to be dedicated to acquiring unique skills. Mm. Like people are asking the wrong question. How do I like, they always look for the idea because everyone tries to avoid the unique skill acquisition part, the work. part. So people look for business ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they just want something that goes versus finding the unique skill. And that's why I urge people all the time. I'm like, yo, learn marketing. <laughs> Every business owner needs it that's yep. the s the starving market they need it like every business owner needs more customers to survive they can't pay their bills without customers so if you can be the girl or the guy to bring them customers you're never going to have to worry financially because you have a unique, unique solution that most people don't have brilliant and then also it's timing you know here comes covid mm-hmm. which for a lot of industries, it completely rattled and changed. The hospitality industry was one of them. Mm-hmm. But then the other side is everybody was forced to go online. Mm-hmm. So you had all of these businesses who were delaying, dragging their feet on this online wave to now all of a sudden being like, yo, that needs to be our primary thing. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have to figure out this online thing. And then it stuck around. Now a lot of people are working from home. They're not even working in the office. Like there needs to be a thing. And so there's this demand for digital marketing where a whole bunch of people are unwilling to fucking learn how to do it. Sad. And that's why someone like me comes in and demands high fees because it's <laughs> like, where the fuck else are you going to get it? <laughs> All right, you don't have to come to me, but I don't know what else you're going to do. Yeah, like, uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the game. That's the game. That that's is the so smart. That is the must. Guys, I had never heard it put this way. I love it. And I could not agree more. Solve bigger problems in better ways. That's it. And that's how you make 
all the money, guys. Like, I'm not here. This is get rich or get drunk trying. I'm not going to tell you how to make $500. I don't care. I want to help you learn how to make $500 million so we can all go yeah. Lambo shopping with Billy someday soon. <laughs> with the I'm Black uh, license plate, I peeped that. I love it. That just made my heart happy. Like, you're my <laughs> type of guy. Um, I need a get rich tip. I need a get rich tip. Okay, what should the people be doing with our finances, like I'm a six figure entrepreneur. Mm. I want to be a nine figure entrepreneur. What should I be doing yeah. with my money? It, it kind of comes in waves, right? So I think the challenge is there's a lot of narrative. In, in t- this is going to be a little controversial, what I'm going to say. We like so. controversy. Go ahead. You're good. Y- yeah. In, in the sense of what most people will hear traditionally is you need to invest, save, invest, save, invest, save, invest. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell most people here, I don't want to completely negate that, but like, fuck that shit. Because here's the math, right? Um, If you save, uh, let's say you invest $100, right? And you're getting a 5% return on that. It literally means you made five fucking bucks. Mm. Like $5. What? What does that cover? And then people go, well, it compounds after 30 years. Well, you tell me, when the fuck do you want money? Now or in 30 years? Like, I want it like, in 30 what, minutes. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, I just, I say that to say like this whole invest, like investor say, you can't save your way to wealth. Period. You, you need to, you need, you need to make more money. money. So yes. your, inv- your investment tip. The investment, like genuinely for me, this is what I did. So I can't speak for everybody. And I know a lot of successful people do it. If it's the the six figure range of where you're at, the only thing to be investing in are skills and hiring coaches to teach you things. Become what you're unique, right? Until you make a million bucks. And then once you're there, now there's other vehicles and processes that you can do. But the only thing there is to do in the beginning is learn. And I mean, this is tried and true going back to the doctors because everybody can relate to and understand it. Like, you know, first year of college, it's like the doctor is not saying, how do I make money? Mm. They're saying, you know, what is a cell? You know what I mean? In like science class, right? It's going to the basics. And then there's 13 years of acquiring debt, acquiring debt, right? About $350,000 before they even start making six figures. And then when they pay off their loans, it's like a 20, 25 year journey. Like, holy shit. Entrepreneurs are the play the only sport in the planet where you can buy something for like 30 bucks and expect to be rich overnight. It's crazy. But every every other thing out there you see you put money in. So in the beginning, invest into being able to solve some unique problems. You gotta learn something. Like you have to be able to do something that others can't. I don't care what it is. You can make a gazillion bucks doing any. Learn how to fucking paint. Learn Photoshop. Learn anything that most people are unwilling to learn or can't do. Mm. And there's a demand for it, right? Like people actually have to want the damn thing. Um, and that's it, right? Like that's that's the simplicity. So my investment would be is to find five people who are where you want to be and maybe an industry that you're potentially interested in and pay them to teach you about it. Period. And not only pay them Simple. to teach you about it, do everything that they say. That's my little additional tip because I'll <laughs> find that people will pay me to teach them something and then they want to fight me tooth and nail. Well, bitch, if you knew how to do it, then you would be doing it. <laughs> if it felt like it was right information, <laughs> then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yes, I, it should feel counterintuitive. I, I, so the two words that I use all the time, you know, 
what usually stops people from even going to six figures, and it stopped me personally, so I can attest to this because the version of me was this big time. And it was two words. It was ignorance and arrogance. And the arrogance for somebody to think that you can just come in business, even though that 90% fell over 10 years, Mm -hmm. even though that other remaining 10%, only one out of, I think it's like only like four, four out of a hundred businesses will make it to seven figures ever. Like four, the, the, I think it's six out of a hundred thousand that ever make it to eight figures in a calendar year. Yeah. Six out of a hundred thousand. So think about how arrogant you have to be when you say, quote unquote, every small business owner, well, I'll just figure it out myself. Good luck with that. That's it. Just think, just look at, look at the math. (laughs) Six out of a hundred thousand will do eight figures in a year, but you'll just figure it out yourself instead of ask the six people. Mm. That was me. That was me. And also too, the like ignorance is like, you know, it's, it's when you look at something from the outside, you always think it's so easy. So for example, people will watch an episode of shark tank and they're like, Oh, why didn't I just think of like a scrub, uh, a scrub daddy, like, right. Like a, a sponge with an extra back. Like, Ugh, why didn't I just think about that? Listen to me very closely. Ideas are worth shit. Yep. Execution is the only thing that pays. You do not get a fucking dime for your idea. You can go to the bank right now, tell them and whisper in their fucking idea, and they're going to stare at you with a blank stare. What the fuck do you want me to do with this idea? Do you want, I'm supposed to go invest. What does this mean? Execution is the only thing that matters. There's no such thing as a million dollar idea, just million dollar execution. And you can make a million bucks doing anything, literally anything, anything that's repeatable enough. So, yeah. Agreed. I hope you guys were tapped into that because that is massive. And I want to know what book you recommend for us. Like we need a get rich read of the week, whether it be business or personal. What are you reading right now? What should we be adding to our library? I have two things for you. Number one is in quarter two of next year, I want you to buy this book called, uh, Rich White People's Secrets, A Black Man's Guide to His First Million. I already uh, bought that's it. That's going to be my shit. I already bought it. <laughs> that's my shit. So quarter two next year. There's that. Um, but I, I would say this is, I think this is big, right? A book is only valuable if you read it. And for me, I was never a person that liked to read. You know, it just never hit me until I started reading to solve specific problems that I'm facing because it's infinitely more interesting. So for example, if you're like, you know, well, Billy, I don't know where to even begin or like, what should I do? Read a book about how to discover your passion Ooh. and read five of them from different authors, et cetera. If you're like, Billy, well, I'm stuck, but I just feel like I don't have enough money or capital. Read books on how to raise money. Oh, Billy, this is great, but I feel like, I, you know, I just don't know how to close anybody. Read a what book on closing. Well, my prices are too low. Read a book about pricing scales. Like, That is the secret to reading and to getting everything that you want in your life. If you can develop that habit of seeking help when you're struggling, you will win it fucking everything and always seeking expert help, not people that are in your proximity. That can take you backwards a little bit. You can be super motivated, but it can send you in the wrong direction. So make sure you're reading things explicitly by people who have a proven track record and they have been there and back multiple times. So like right now, my company, if I'm looking to hire any kind of leadership role, the main metric that I look for is have you done what I'm trying to do multiple times? Mm. That is stellar advice. Starting there. Solve your own problem first. 
and read about it from multiple authors, and that will help you get through it. Books and the bonus are the is cheat you solved your codes own to life. Yes, and the library That's is it. free. It's the cheat codes. <laughs> There's no like everybody can afford the solution. And you know the truth is is even if you pay someone for consulting. Um, they already wrote it in their book, probably. If they like any solution you look for, they wrote it in their book, you know. But I mean, there's an accountability and some other things that come with, you know, getting to the source, right? Like I'm at a point right now where for me, if I'm dealing with a big problem, I don't try and uh, buy the book. I just try and hire the author. Yeah. Because it's faster for you. Like, like, and you can afford it. It's faster. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just, my time, my time is like, I, I want to get there to the source. Like when I first started learning about YouTube, I was crushing on Facebook. I want to go to YouTube. I asked like a bunch of people on my Facebook. I said, who's the YouTube girl or guy? Who are they? I talked to him on the phone. He's like, well, I have this course. I die. He's like, well, I can work with it. I said, bro. Give I need you to come to my right house now to fly your ass out. Man, I flew. I flew him. I think it ended up being like twelve thousand five hundred. I flew his ass to the office. His name's Jake. Shout out to Jake Jink Larson, I believe. Um, I flew him out. Had him here. And then he goes, he's like teaching us all the stuff. And he's like, yeah, so once you guys get your ad up, I said, oh, our ad up. Oh, we're going to film it right now. Right. He's like, yeah, but you have to have a script. I'm like, bro, this is what I, well, we're that, going to film it right now. Here. Paul, grab the camera. <laughs> we shot our ad right there that second, tested the shit the next day, crushed it first go out, never look back. Oh, I love that. Period. I can't wait to be that rich soon, people. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it. Oh, man, I am so manifesting that for my life. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and ask for a part two. When your book drops, I need you to come back on the show and release the book and tell me all the things and and teach us more. I I got you only because I'm having so much fun with you. (laughs) Like I could just be my real and just do my thing. Like I like it. Yeah, I'm in. I told you, I told you. Okay, I got two more questions for you. Where do you see social media and advertising going in 2023? What should we um, be getting prepared for for next year? Yeah, I, I just think the people I think right now with people knowing it's something that they should be doing, um, I think you're really going to see the good content rise to the top Ooh. before it used to be something where just for it, it does help you just being out there versus someone else. It gives you a better chance of closing the deal and think about it in the simplest form, right? Like if you're in a new city, you're looking for where to eat. You go on Yelp. If something has no reviews and something has a lot of reviews, you, you don't go there. That's mm-hmm. like your, that's your business right now. You guys like, can someone actually stock you? So you have to be in the game to even play it. But now with all the different platforms is you got to be damn good at the game. So I think the, the growth of, you know, like winners will fucking win and just win big. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any kind of drastic shifts in this next 365 days. I think the biggest drastic shift is just going to be more people playing and it Mm. becoming more competitive. And so go now. So it's time to get real, real good. Put you out of business and not participate. It's time to go. Exactly. Exactly. It's time to get real good at content, guys. Content marketing is not going anywhere. And showing up on camera. Like, oh. you know, a lot of people are afraid to do it. Look, I, I understand you're afraid and I empathize with that. But, okay, well, you were you were afraid to drive before you fucking knew how to drive. <laughs> like, and you did nope, that You'll anyway. be okay. <laughs> yeah, you did it anyway because you knew where you wanted to go. And so it was worth more than your fear. So make sure you understand where you're trying to go with this and then let that outweigh your fear of being on camera. Oh, love that. You're literally talking to me with that one. I did this podcast without my face for three years. So are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody knew what I look like. You have a great face. Why would you be afraid to do that? Because I don't want to be popular. I just want to be rich and I don't want anybody to know me. (laughs) 
So, I, oh, I'm glad. You, I'm glad. I'm glad you're showing your faith. Like, I think it's important. That's how people establish trust, right? It's worth you know, it. it's hard to trust somebody when you don't see them. I know, Billy. Especially you see the show Catfish. You yeah. seen the show Catfish? <laughs> like, that's how everybody feels. <laughs> you know. So I had to conquer my own fears. So that is truly good advice. Um, I'm going to let you go. I know you have 10 billion other dollars to make today, but I have one final question <laughs> for you. Uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that I don't know what I don't know. And yeah. I will not succumb to that. I will conquer it. So my question mm. for you is, what did I not ask you about that I should have asked you about? Honestly, you asked a lot of good questions and you also did your homework, which I really appreciate. Like you, you took the time and you, I could tell you were really prepared. So I appreciate that. Just, you know, just person to person and professional to professional. That was cool. Um, I, I think, uh, but I you know, know so much you didn't ask, you know, so much. Well, I was going to say, I have known what else did I miss? Well, I think you did a good job of, cause you really understand your audience and like, that's where you, you do well is connecting with your people, et cetera. So you know, I would actually counter back and say, you know, what to ask me, you would probably know better than me because you're, you're serving your people. And you even mentioned it multiple times. Hey, like, girl, like, this is for you. This is for you. So whatever you ask, I think you did an awesome job, honestly. Well, look at God. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> that means I nailed it for you, Get Rich Crew. And I've got like six months to come up with my next set of questions when your book <laughs> drops. I will be so freaking prepared. Don't you worry about that. I appreciate you. <sighs> Billy, this was amazing. I knew it would be. How can the people find you? How can they get enrolled? How can they learn from you? You've got 10 million classes. The people want the classes. Yeah. Where can they go get them? Man. Oh, shit. Uh, just uh, hit us on Instagram. Billy Gina's marketing. But you don't uh, like to show you know. up on Instagram, though. Maybe my team will answer. <laughs> I am going. No, I am going to go hard like this year. We have a couple content things. I'm, I, I tell you, I'm going to come with it. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, shit. I go to our website, uh, watch our chapters here. We'll find you. We'll advertise to you. Buy our shit. <laughs> the retargeting ads are coming as we speak. Don't They're y'all coming. worry. Yeah, exa- Don't exactly. Y'all yeah. worry we'll, we'll be in front of you. Well, right. He will be at your door and I'm going to continue to bully him via DM to show up more <laughs> on Instagram, guys. I'm going to do my part. Thank you, Billy. This was incredible. I appreciate you for joining us on Get Rich or Get Drunk Thank Trying. Thank you for having me. I will link all of his details in the show notes, y'all, and we will see you again really soon. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me, for real. Absolutely. Bye, guys. One, two, Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've learned something amazing, let's continue the conversation. Follow me on Instagram at get rich or get drunk trying and tell me what you took from today's show. Then tap in at get rich or get drunk trying.com to get all the details and links from today's episode. I cannot wait to get rich with you next time. Until then, peace.